You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to another episode of the How to Win podcast. This podcast series is based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. I love that scripture and I keep quoting it because I want it to resonate in your thinking all through the week that we win in Christ Jesus. And if you're not a believer, it's easy to receive Christ. Just invite him into your hearts and confess him as Lord of your life. And you enter into the win zone. How to win. Come on, say that. I win. Come on, say it again. I win. Let's let's say something very emphatic. I always win. No matter what's happening, I always win. Come on, say that. No matter what's happening in my life, I always win. Well, I'm going to begin a new series today. Uh, The series title is The Thought War. The Thought War. Now, we in life, there are different kinds of warfare. Uh, There's conventional warfare. Where you where you attack your enemy with guns and bombs, and then there is chemical warfare. Chemical warfare is the use of harmful chemicals to attack the enemy. Biological warfare is the use of harmful viruses. That's that's deep. Harmful viruses to attack the enemy. And then there's psychological warfare. Psychological warfare is where you use the media to influence the thoughts of your enemy. And then there's this new type of warfare that we've entered into, and that's cyber warfare. And cyber warfare is the use of technology to attack nations attack governments, attack citizens by attacking their computer systems. But we're not talking about any of those kinds of warfare. We're talking about the thought war, the thought war. All believers are engaged in spiritual warfare. If you've been a Christian any length of time, you know that that's true. We're engaged in a spiritual war, spiritual warfare. But it's not warfare that's taking place on the battlefields of foreign souls. No, it is a thought war. We're in a thought war. In other words, we're engaged in warfare against our spiritual advancement. You're in warfare, and it is a thought warfare. It is a war fought in the arena of the mind. Satan wants to hinder your spiritual advancement. Satan wants to attack you in the area of your mind, in the area of your body, to, to hinder your physical and mental health. He wants to attack you financially to hinder your financial well-being. He wants to attack us in our relationships, but it is a thought war. I want you to say that. 
it's a what kind of war? It's a thought war. I want you to really get this. We are not in a conventional war. We're not in a chemical war. We're not in a biological war. We're in a thought war. Do this. If you're watching me right now, and if you're listening to me, I, I want you to take your fingers and I want you to point it to both sides of your head. And I want you to say this after me. I am in a thought war. Let's say it again. I am in, take your index fingers and point it on both sides of your head and say, I am in a thought war. Come on, let's say it one more time. I am in a thought war. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11, the New Living Translation, it says, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls, that wage war against your very souls. I want to quote that again. First Peter chapter two, verse 11, the new living translation says, dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Now listen at that, that wage war against your very souls. Now we're talking about thoughts, your thought life, and we're talking about the management of your thought life. So I'm going to give you some general statements about thinking and about your thoughts and the importance of your thoughts. Listen at these statements. Number one, the quality of your life is an indication of the type of thoughts you've been thinking. The quality of your life is an indication of the type of thoughts you have been thinking. Are you peaceful now? Or are you worried now? Well, the quality of your life, peaceful or worried, is an indication of the types of thoughts that you have been thinking. Do you feel confident or do you feel insecure, hesitant? Well, your confidence is an indication of the type of thoughts you have been thinking. On the other hand, your insecurity, the hesitation, the fearfulness that you experience is an indication of the type of thoughts that you have been thinking. If that's true, and I believe that is true, biblically based, a biblical based truth, then this statement is true. If you control your thought life, then you can regulate the quality of your life. If you can control your thought life, then you can regulate 
the quality of your life. Thoughts, quality of life. Thoughts, the thoughts that you're thinking right now, the quality of life. You say, well, just I'm just so bored. I'm just so bored. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Boy, I thank God for the opportunities that I have now to spend time, quality time with my family. I think, oh, I thank God for the opportunity to go deeper in the word. I've been so busy, but now I can go deeper in the word. Well, it has a lot to do with the, your thoughts. Your emotional, mental state, we're going to see, has a lot to do, your quality of life has a lot to do with how you're thinking. Now, listen at this. It is possible, and I love this, it is possible to advance even in wartime. It is possible to advance even in wartime. Now, we're in wartime. And then we're in a natural crisis, a health crisis, an economic crisis. I am saying that it is possible to increase and advance even in times of war. But it has a lot to do with how you think. Now, I want to read a text. What I'm not saying because I know some people are unemployed right now. They've been laid off because of the crisis. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't make some adjustments to your spending or some adjustments to what you're doing with your finances. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I am saying that even if you have to make some natural adjustments right now, don't adjust your thinking. In other words, don't start thinking shortage, loss, decrease. I'm saying even though you're doing some practical things in the natural, maybe some things you could not do before the crisis. I'm not, I'm not in fairytale land. I'm just saying you don't have to adjust your thinking because you're experiencing a short-term shortage. You can still advance in your mind, in your mind, in your thinking, even in a time of war. You said, where did you get that from? I want to read a very powerful text, very powerful text. It's Jeremiah chapter 17, and I want you to read it. And I want you to read it in the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Now, you're making the word, the Lord, your hope and your confidence. Even in this time, you're making the Lord your hope and your confidence. It says those individuals, those believers will be blessed. Verse 8, they are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water, such trees are not bothered by the heat. Wow. No matter what's going on, crisis, no crisis, not bothered by the heat, or worried 
by long months of drought, their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. They never stop producing fruit. Now I'm going to read that one more time and I want you to listen to it because I am saying that in this time you have to align your thinking with this text, this scripture, God's word. There are going to be a lot of things you could align your thinking to. You can align your thinking to economic reports. You can align your thinking to media. You can align your thinking to help experts, or you can align your thinking to the scriptures, to the Bible. Listen to what the Bible says, Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. And today, I'm going to try to go slow because I have so much to share, and sometimes I just want to share it all. I'm just going to take my time today. Listen at this. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8 in the New Living Translation. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. I read that text to you so that no matter what's happening now, keep your thoughts aligned with God's word. Don't let it shift over to what's happening in, in the natural physical world, because then you'll fall to the level of that. Now, listen at this. The mind is where the fight of faith is won or lost. The mind, it's a thought war. The mind is where the fight of faith is won or lost. Now, listen at Ephesians 6, verse 16 and 17. Ephesians 6, verse 16 and 17 in the New Living Translation. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet. Put on salvation as your helmet. Now, the, that text tells us that we have to pull up the shield of faith so that we can put out or stop or quench the fiery arrows of the devil. And guess what? Those fiery arrows are thoughts. They are contradictory thoughts. They are thoughts that contradict what God says about you. They are thoughts that contradict what God says about where you are. They are thoughts that contradict what God says you have. And they are thoughts that contradict what God says you can do in Christ. These fiery dots, and, and, and guess what? You're experiencing right now. The, I say right now, right now. These thoughts are coming against your mind. 
Bible says, take the shield of faith. You're going to focus on God's word. And it says, put on the helmet of salvation. That's a renewed mind. That's a mind that's renewed to God's word. So let's talk about this thought war. Why is the mind, the mind, the comeback zone? Why is it? Why is it that Satan's first and primary, first and primary target to defeat you in your life is in your mind? Why is it that Satan cannot take your help or take your finances or ultimately keep your job? Why can't he take your, th- your possessions? Why can't he abort your, your destiny without attacking your mind? You see, he can't do it. He has to win the war in your mind before he can take anything. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to take. But he has to win the war in your mind before he can take anything from you. Now, I can just, I can just run around this little area here today based on that statement. He has, say this, Satan has to win the war in my mind before he can take my stuff. Say it again. Satan has to win the war in my mind before he can take my stuff. So why is the mind the comeback zone? The mind is the comeback zone for two primary reasons. The thoughts are the forerunner of your actions. Your thoughts, my thoughts, our thoughts, are the forerunner of our actions. Let's talk suicide for a moment. There are people in this crisis time that are taking their own lives. Suicide. They're committing suicide. But before anyone, anyone can commit suicide, they have to embrace thoughts of despair and hopelessness. No one has ever committed suicide without first having thoughts of despair and hopelessness. You will never at any point commit suicide, and that's not the way, without having thoughts of hopelessness. Thoughts precedes actions. Our thoughts are the forerunner to our actions. The second reason why the mind is the comeback zone is where the mind, where the mind goes, the man follow. Where the mind goes, the man follows. I'll say that one more time. Where the mind goes, the man follows. Satan, who is a spirit, needs a yielded body to operate in the earth because man's body is the greatest mode of expression in the earth. Now, Satan will use a house. We call it a haunted house. But a haunted house is nothing more than a demonized house. Or Satan will use an animal. Sometimes we see it in Scripture, Mark 5. The Bible says demons got in the hogs. They got get in animals. But the greatest expression of, of, of existence is through a human. 
So Satan wants to influence humans to do his works. But listen at this. The human body, in terms of what it will do, acts on the directions given to it through the mind. The mind is the control center. So the body is really the servant of the mind. The body is the servant of the mind. So whatever your mind continually think on, your body will eventually respond to. Whatever your mind continually think on, your body will eventually respond to. Now, now I want to talk about the law of the mind. But before we get there, I want to challenge you to begin to think about what you're thinking about. Okay? I want you to start thinking about what you're thinking about. I want you to think about what you're thinking. I want you to think about what you're thinking. Now, most of the time we're thinking and we're experiencing the byproduct or the end results of what we're thinking, but we're not thinking about what we're thinking. Because if we were thinking about what we were thinking, then we could change what we think, and then it will impact the quality of our lives. But most of us, and I'm included, there are times we are not even thinking about what we are thinking. Let's talk about the law of the mind, the law that governs the mind. It's found in Romans chapter 7, verse 23, Romans 7, verse 23. Uh, It says, but I see another law at work in my body. I see another law at work in my body. Warring against the law of my mind. That's Romans 7.23, the Berean study Bible. The Berean study Bible. But I see another law at work in my body, warring against the law of my mind. Now listen at this. Let's talk about the law of the mind. This is going to be good. This is going to be really, really good. This is going to be better than good. Now I want you to listen very carefully. The law of the mind. The law of the mind states Listen here. The law of the mind states our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions influence our behavior. Now, if you don't get anything else out of this, this is just our introduction on the thought war. If you don't get anything, anything else out of this lesson, If you don't get this one thing, get this one thing, just get this one thing, right? Just one thing. Come on, hold up one finger. Just get this one thing. Get this one thing. The law of the mind states our thoughts create our emotions, how we feel, and our emotions influence our behavior, how we act. I'm going to say it again. Our thoughts create our emotions. And our emotions influence our behavior. 
I'm going to say it one more time. Our thoughts create our emotions, and our emotions influence our behavior. Now, I want you to say it after me. I want you to say this after me because this, this principle, this law of the mind covers everything. I mean, everything. If, it, if, it's, if it's mental, emotional, if it's relational, think about your relationship. Think about the relationships. Think about the relationships. Good relationships, bad relationships. Think about your decision-making Cross the board. You can use, this covers any situation. Watch this. Say it after me. The law of the mind states, come on, say it. The law of the mind states, our thoughts create our emotions, and our emotions influence our behavior. Come on, let's say it one more time. You know, we don't have to get very far today. We don't have to get very far today. If we can get this, we're going to be way down the road to winning the thought war. Listen one more time, and I want you to say it after me. I want you to get engaged. I want you to say it. I want you to say it loud. Sing it. Whatever you got to do. Listen at this. The law of the mind states, say it after me, the law of the mind states, our thoughts create our emotions, and our emotions influence our behavior. I want you to write this down somewhere, laminate it, whatever you have to do, put it in your phone book, put it in your computer, whatever you have to do, put it somewhere. Our thoughts create our emotions, and our emotions influence our behavior. So we got three things, thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Come on with me. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Come on with me. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Come on. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Let's look at an example. Let's look at an example. Genesis chapter 3. Let's read verses 1 through 6. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. Now, this covers anything. Genesis chapter 3. Verse 1 through 6, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Now listen at this. The serpent was, more, was the shrewdest, wise, he was the shrewdest of all wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, he asked Eve, did God really say you must eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Eve said, of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it is only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. That's Eve's reply. Listen what the serpent, Satan is speaking through the serpent. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. 
She saw the tree was beautiful. Now, really, she noticed she hadn't eaten anything. She saw the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. She hadn't tasted the fruit and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Now, listen, thoughts, emotions, behavior, thoughts, emotions, behavior, thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Now, let's look at this situation with Eve. Satan attacked her in her thoughts. He attacked her in her thoughts. In fact, he gave her another thought. God says that if you eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll die. You experience death. God, Satan gave Eve another thought. He gave her another thought. Remember that. And that uh, another thought was you won't die. God says you will. Satan says you won't. God says you will die. Satan says you won't. So Satan gave her another thought. And that's what he does. He gives us another thought because he has to win the thought war. God plants thoughts in our lives that covers everything, our spiritual well-being, our mental well-being, our, our financial well-being, all these thoughts. God's thought is give. Satan gives us another thought. God says marriage. God gives us another, Satan gives us another thought. So no matter what, God says marriage between a woman and, 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 a, and a man. Satan gives us another thought. He's always giving us another thought. Now listen at this. Thoughts create emotions. Our thoughts create emotions. Now after listening to Satan, Eve has some positive emotions. She has some positive feelings about the forbidden tree. Not all of a sudden, the tree is beautiful. The fruit looks delicious. And she wanted the wisdom that the fruit from the tree would bring her. <clears throat> Where did she get those positive feelings from? The thought that Satan gave her. He gave her a thought, gave her a thought. See, you know, and you know, I don't know why I'm on this marriage thing, but you know, God tells us. Marriage. His will is marriage. It's all through the word. God's will is marriage. We live in a culture now where even believers live together without being married because they've received another thought. Another thought. It's not God's thoughts. We call it shacking, but you know. It's another thought. See, it's, it's another thought. It's not God's thought. Well, we love each other. Yeah, we, we love each other, and we're going to get married one day, and it's just better for us to get together now. We're committed to See, you have embraced another thought. It's another thought. It's another thought. Now, all of a sudden, she had another thought. Now she got some good emotions, and then... Thoughts, emotions, behavior, evil acted. She took and ate and gave it to her husband. And that's the way the game is played. And that's, she lost 
the thought war. She lost the thought war. Now let's let's let me let me give you another illustration. Let me give you another illustration, and then I want you to just think for a moment about you. You know, if we don't get as far as we normally get, it's all right. Listen at this. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Thoughts, emotions, behavior. Think about it. There would be no affairs. And what I mean by affair, I'm talking about uh, infidelity. I'm talking about commitment to somebody other than your spouse. You, you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to give you no deep definition. You know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about because this one in my notes, okay? The reason why a person can go outside of their marriage is because they accept a thought another thought. The scripture says that we're to love our spouses, we're to reverence our spouses, to respect our spouses. But Satan says, but you love this person and it's not your spouse and this person loves you. And this person gives you what your spouse doesn't give you. So you've legitimized another thought by the fact that you're not getting your needs met at at home. So now you're over into another thought. The thought that you now have has created emotions, a connection. Now you have a connection with that person. You desire that person. That person desires you. You're having fun. You're enjoying each other. So now you have positive feelings about something that God forbids. And guess what? Now you got some actions flowing. That's the way the, that's what happens. Any area is thoughts, emotions, behavior, thoughts, emotions, behavior, thoughts, emotions, behavior. For example, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. We're in a crisis right now. We're in a crisis, economic crisis, a health crisis, there's a coronavirus. Uh, at this point, the last I saw on the news, 90,000, above 90,000 people have died in America, just in America, through the coronavirus or COVID-19. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Just an illustration. Let me ask you a question. What's your thoughts about the coronavirus? What's your thoughts about COVID-19? What are your thoughts? Okay. Let me help you out. If you think it's just a hoax, it's just a hoax. Ah, there's nothing to that. it's, It's a political scheme. That's all it is. It's a political scheme. Okay. Well, if that's your thoughts, that it's a hoax, it's a political scheme then you're going to have some emotions. In fact, you're going to have some false emotions of security, confidence. 
I don't need to deal with this, this, uh, this uh, distancing, all that. It's just, that's a game. And there's nothing about a game. That's all it is, is a game. It's a political scheme. It's nothing to that. So now you have some positive, some, some emotions about it. And you feel a sense of security and not even participating. You won't wear a mask. You don't distance yourself. You don't do anything. Well, when you have those positive emotions about the situation, you know what I mean? You got some what I call false sense of security, a false sense of confidence. Then guess what you do? You're going to have some behavior that's consistent with that. Now you're going to have a big old barbecue at your house and buy all the neighbors, everybody in the community, y'all gonna have a party down my house. Why don't y'all come down my house? Cause listen, we we not into that Corona thing. So come down to my house and we just gonna have us a big old barbecue, invite your neighbors. In fact, let's bring everybody over the house and let's have us a good time. What? You thought a certain way, it created emotions and it led to behaviors. That's true of everything. Now let's, 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 let's close this. I wanna ask you a few questions. Ask you questions. Let's push that coronavirus off the table now. I want you to think spiritual. I want you to think mental or emotional. I want you to think physical. I want you to think financial or relational. What are your thoughts in these areas? What do, what do you think about your spiritual life? What do, you, what do you think about winning over sin, winning over temptation? What are your thoughts about that? What, what are, do you have any thoughts, negative or positive, about your spiritual life? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about your mind, your mental well-being? What are your thoughts about your health? Do you... What are you thinking about your health right now? What are you thinking about your emotional state? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about your, your, your finances? What are you thinking about your financial well-being? What are you thinking? What, what are you thinking about your relationships? I mean, you have having positive thoughts, you have negative thoughts. What are you thinking? Thinking. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you're single. What thoughts are you having right now? What, what are your predominant thoughts? I want you to think about what you're thinking because you are in a war and it is a thought war. What do you think about ministry? You're a pastor. What do you think about the church right now? Okay, you're a pastor. Okay, and, and you you're doing this online thing, but you don't like it. I don't, I, you know, particularly like it myself. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I want to be with the fly. Okay, what are you thinking, Pastor? What are you thinking? What are, what's your predominant thoughts about the flock? What is your predominant thoughts about the finances? What are your thoughts about the church? W what are you thinking? Think about what you're thinking because you're in a war. You're a business person. Okay, you're a business person. You got a business. What are you thinking? What are you thinking about the business? Is it going to make it? Not going to make it? What are you thinking? It's going to thrive. It's, it's going to overcome. It's going to win. What are you thinking? As we close, take your fingers, 
If you're listening to me, I want you to take your fingers. And if you're not driving, I mean, oh, you, you can't do this if you're driving. But if you're in a stationary place, I want you to take your fingers, put it up against your head on both sides of your head. If you're watching me right now, I want you to put your fingers right here. And I want you to understand it's a thought war. You are in a thought war. And you have to win the war between your ears. Success or failure begin between your ears. It's a thought war. If you win it, you overcome. If Satan wins it, you end up defeated. It is a thought war. If you got any questions, I love to try to answer your questions at this time. But we we we've learned some things now. And I guess one of the, the big things that I wanted you to take home, and we said it over and over, the law of the mind states that our thoughts create our emotions, and our emotions influence our behavior, and the quality of your life right now is an indication of the type of thoughts you've been. Uh, having or uh, you've been thinking, and I'm not talking about just finances. I'm talking about the quality of your mental life, the quality of your health life, the quality of your relationship, the quality of your life across the board is an indication of the types of thoughts you have been thinking. Okay. Got a question here? Uh, think about what you're thinking about. Does it line up with scripture? Does it edify or tear down? Yes, those are good, though they, that's what you got to be thinking. And we're going to get to that in this lesson. Think about what you're thinking about. Does it line up with scripture? Does it edify or tear down? Yeah, you're right on it. Thank you so very much. Talk to you next time.